going to start with just three verses this morning. We'll, we'll get a few more as we get further in, but uh, I, I am so glad that God has given us His Word. We don't have to guess about things. We don't have to take a poll. We don't have to ask the world or ask our friends or co-workers, and we don't even have to ask ourselves what seems right. We, we've got the truth in our hands, and that's a blessing. Amen. And not only do we have it in our hands, but it's perfect. There's no error with it. Not only is that, but it's in English. We can understand it. It's not in some other language. God has blessed us today. Amen. We have his word, and that's why I want to get into it as usual. Get into it. Let's dig in and see uh, how we can apply it to our life. Second Chronicles 26. We're going to start in verse 3. We're going to talk about King Uzziah uh, and his life. So 2 Chronicles 26, 3, 16 years old was Uzziah when he began to reign, and he reigned 50 and 2 years in Jerusalem. His mother's name also was Jechaliah of Jerusalem, and he did that which was right in the sight of the Lord, according to all that his father Amaziah did. Sounds good, right? And he sought God in the days of Zechariah, who had understanding in the visions of God, and as long as he sought the Lord, God made him to prosper. Lord, we thank you for your word this morning. Lord, I pray that you just help me to preach. Lord, fill me with the unction of the Holy Spirit. Lord, help us all to listen. Open up our hearts and our, our minds, Lord, and our ears. And Lord, help us to take your word uh, as the truth. And Lord, when the Holy Spirit's touch his hearts as I know he will. Uh, Lord, I pray that we would not excuse it, uh, but Lord, that we would deal with things and draw closer to you. Lord, you're a good God. You're worthy of our praise. Lord, help us in this last time of this part of the service. And in Jesus' name we pray and amen. So to look at Uzziah's life, I think it's important that you go backwards and look at his father's life as well, who was also a king, King Amaziah. So in Chronicles, it's just the chapter before. It's chapter 25. So Amaziah was the king of Judah. And one of the stories we have about his life is he hired 100,000 soldiers from Israel. So this is when, you know, Israel and Judah are split uh, he's the kingdom of Judah of the south and Israel. He uh, hires a hundred thousand mighty men from Israel for a hundred talents of silver. Uh, but God stops him. God sends a man of God and stops him and says, hey, I'm paraphrasing here. He says, hey, you hire those uh, from Israel, and this is the same Israel that's worshiping idols, uh, that's turned from God and everything else. You put your trust in them and you will lose. That's what he's saying. You go to fight the enemy, you'll lose. And uh, basically he said, hey, you don't need them. You need me, right? That's Amen. what the Lord's saying. You, you trust in me. You won't even have to worry about it. And they even ask, you know, well, what about the silver? We've already paid for him, right? Uh, what do we do with that? And, and again, I'm paraphrasing. The Lord says, hey, I can give you a whole lot more than 100 talents of silver. Isn't that a blessing to know? We don't have to get our blessings from this world. We don't have to trust in this world to take care of us. I'm glad that if we trust God, he'll take care of us every time. So the, uh, he stopped, and so uh, here's the thing. This good king, Amaziah of Israel, he has a choice, and he chooses to rely on the Lord, and he slays uh, the Lord. Uh, they get 
victory over the Edomites in 2 Chronicles 25, 14. I'll read you one verse. Now it came to pass after that Amaziah was come from the slaughter of the Edomites that he brought the gods of the children of Seir and set them up to be his gods and bowed down himself before them and burned incense unto them. Now this should confuse you because I just told you that this king decided to follow God's word and trust in God. But as soon as the victory came, I don't know what it was. I don't know what he saw in these idols. I don't know what he saw, uh, but he decided I'm going to capture, you know, the spoils and I'm going to capture their gods. Now this was normal in that day. A lot of times what would happen, uh, you would conquer this place, you would take their gods and add it to your gods, right? And, and the, the thought was the more of them you had, the more idols and statues and everything else, the better off you were. But God's people were to never do this. But he takes these idols and he decides he's going to bow down to them and serve them and make him his own. And this is how ridiculous it is. These idols could not help the Edomites, they could not help those in Seir, right? They, could, they were not more powerful than the Lord, amen? amen? Yet he turns around and decides, I'm going to bow down to something that's lesser than the Lord. That's what idol worship is, whether it's a statue or anything else. You've got the best in the Lord, and you decide, I'm going to bow down to something else. It's just as ridiculous as what he did right here. So what happens is what happens oftentimes when you turn from the Lord, uh, he, what he does after that is he gets a little prideful. Uzziah's father, Amaziah, challenges the king of Israel in battle. The king of Israel tries to talk him out of it, but he wouldn't listen. And Israel ends up beating him. And not only that, they destroy about 600 feet of the wall in Jerusalem you know, part of their protection, they steal all the gold and silver and treasures out of the house of God. And Amaziah's life ends when a conspiracy runs him out of town and they kill him. And you think about what a waste. You start out, you've got a good king that starts out good, right? Starts out godly, starts out trusting the Lord. And then he turns to idol worship for some reason. I don't know why. And it leads to his destruction. Because he wouldn't repent of it, he just kept going further and further. I'm here to tell you that, that the devil wants to use the same plan and recipe on every one of us. Amen. He wants us to turn away from God and either turn to ourselves or turn to something else. And that road will lead to destruction every time. We've got to trust God. So now here's Uzziah. Remember verse 3 told us, 2 Chronicles 26, that he was 16 years old when he began to reign, and he reigned 50 and 2 years in Jerusalem. That should, if you've studied uh, God's word, if you've read through Kings and Chronicles, that should catch your attention that he reigned 52 years. Only Hezekiah reigned longer than that. In fact, most of the kings were less than 10 years that they reigned, or less than 20, I should say. But he started reigning at 16. He's a good king. Uh, he trusted in the Lord, uh, but his father had turned to idols. So what happens? Uzziah gets the capital city, Jerusalem, but it's in tatters, right? The wall is broken down. And in that day and age, if the wall is broken down, the enemy can walk right in. Amen. 
No different than if you, uh, you know, we have gates, uh, not in our cities, but we've got some ear gates, some eye gates. If you don't close them from time to time from the things of this world, the enemy can march right on in. Amen. Uh, especially we've got a lot of children here. You can do some really dangerous things. I, I've seen people hand them a fully functioning smartphone at a young age. That's dangerous. Their eyes and ear gates don't know how to work yet. Amen. And that, I mean, it leads to issues. In fact, it leads to issues with adults too. Anyway, we'll keep going. But this is what happens. They, they've got the hole and uh, there's no gold and silver and treasures in the uh, house of God. His father's life entered in ruin and idol worship and everything else. And he's taking over. And what's he going to do? He had a defeated army, no treasure. So the question is this, how's he going to rule? Is he going to follow in his father's footsteps or is he going to turn from all of that? That's a hard thing to do, isn't it? Here he is, is or is he going to learn from his mistakes? And here's the thing is whenever we're reading, especially the Old Testament, and sometimes in this uh, parts like this where we're not kings and we're not going to be kings or queens. Uh, but one thing we need to do is figure out, OK, first, what's actually happening here in the Bible? What, what's the right context for what's going on? But then once we figure that out, how can we apply it to our life? The Old Testament's for our learning and it's for our instruction. Uh, we're not leading a nation today. I don't plan on doing that. But I tell you what, I'm glad God's word has something for all of us today. So here's a young man inheriting the problems of his father. He had some issues growing up. His father was an idol worshiper and everything else. And here's the thing. I was blessed growing up in a Christian home. Not everybody here can say that. Amen. Some people had to overcome some generational issues, right? Some things where uh, their parents did not believe in the Lord. So it, I, I'll tell you one thing. It's a whole lot easier to trust in Jesus when you've got some godly examples as parents. But here's the thing. It's not impossible to come to Jesus Christ even if your parents don't know Jesus. Amen. Isn't that the blessed part of the gospel is it can turn everything around. Amen. Uh, you can have where there's generations of people uh, that are going against God and fighting God and don't want anything to do with God and God can touch a heart and change all of it. And I say praise God for that. So what's Uzziah going to do? Is he going to follow in his father's footsteps or is he going to trust the Lord? How is he going to lead? I'm glad that the Lord can lead you in a different path. But here's the thing. I'm not called to lead a nation today, but God's called me to lead a church. God's called me to lead my home. And a lot of you are leading homes and, and leading children and different things. What path are you going to choose? Because you can look back to the way you were raised and you can blame that and say, you know what? I wasn't raised right and I'm not downplaying any of that. But what I'm saying is you not being raised right cannot ch is not an excuse for today. The Lord can heal wounds, amen. Yeah. The Lord can help you and direct you in a different path. And I'm thankful yeah. for that. He's a father to the fatherless. I'm glad. He, he can help us today and he can give us wisdom. How are we going to lead today? Look at Uzziah verse 4. And he did that which was right in the sight of the Lord. Yeah. That's what verse 4 says. But look at verse 5. And he sought God. 
in the days of Zechariah, who had understanding in the visions of God. And as long as he sought the Lord, God made him to prosper. That's important right there. Amen. That is the key right there. He had a man of God, Zechariah, with him, giving him godly wisdom, godly counsel. And then Uzziah not only sought godly counsel, but he sought the Lord himself. Amen. That's what we've got to do. We have to surround ourselves with godly counsel, but we also have to talk to the Lord. And as I was looking into this, I found at least 20 some verses, and I'm not reading you all, I'm just picked two of them. That talks about this very thing right here. Proverbs 12, 15. The way of a fool is right in his own eyes. But he that hearkeneth unto counsel is wise. Then in Proverbs 19, 20 and 21. Hear counsel and receive instructions that thou mayest be wise in the latter end. There are many devices in a man's heart. Nevertheless, the counsel of the Lord that shall stand. Here's the thing. We can trust in our own opinions, right? We can trust in our own uh, uh, logic and everything else. We can follow our heart. And the Bible says you do that long enough, you'll lead to foolish things. It'll lead to problems. Proverbs 19.21, I just read it. There are many devices in a man's heart. That's saying there's a lot of thoughts, imaginations, ideas. You know, our minds are full of ideas. Amen. They're constantly churning up new ideas. And the problem is, if they're not checked by the Bible... Uh, listen, not every good idea is a good idea, amen? We've come up with some pretty dumb ideas, haven't yeah. we? If we're honest with ourselves. But here's the problem. You let those dumb ideas fly. You let those evil ideas fly, and it'll be a problem. I'm glad we've got the word again that'll help us with that. And not only that, but he's talking about, hey, having godly counsel, because sometimes our own minds and hearts will deceive ourselves. Right? We come up with plans for today, plans for tomorrow over and over again. And the planning is not the problem. The problem is the last part. Nevertheless, the counsel of the Lord shall stand. No matter how many ideas and, and, and plans and goals and everything we come up with. Uh, hey, the Lord's plan will stand. His word will stand. His will will stand in your life. But we can work against it if we're not careful. And here's the thing, a lot of people, they say, well, I've got these ideas and opinions and everything else. I'm just going to try each one to see if it works. You do that long enough, you end up like King Solomon at the end and say, look at all the times I failed. Because I knew what to do with God's word. But instead of applying that wisdom, I just did my own thing. And at the end, he said, vanity. It was empty. I didn't get any satisfaction from it. So here's the thing. Instead of trying it out, we can look to the Lord for counsel. Yes. And not only look to the Lord for counsel, but look to each other for counsel as well. Amen. That's what the Bible's saying. That is one of the reasons why we're here. Here's the thing. When our, our mind gives us a, just a great idea, what do we need to do? Figure out, is it in line with the Bible? Yes. Is it in line with God's will or not? Or is it against it? And sometimes you and I... We just get too invested in it. We need somebody to slow us down and say, hey, this is not a good path you're going down. This is not a good idea you're going down. And I'm thankful for when that happens. We don't like it. But it's needed. Amen? It's needed. 
You know what we need? We need Christians in our life that we can trust. That, we can, that will tell us the truth. And then we need to pray that the Lord will help us to listen. And not just to think of the next excuse or the next thing. And drop the pride and say, you know what, maybe this is foolish. Maybe this is against God. I'm glad King Uzziah had a Zechariah. I'm glad I've had Zechariahs over the years as well tell me the same thing. Mike, this is not right. Because part of me, you know what happens is I say, you know what, I know that, but I'm trying to convince God of my foolish plan, and I, I'm not convincing him, but I'm glad someone helped convince me. Amen? But who's your Zechariah? Who's your person in your life that will tell you the truth and not just say, oh, that's great, right? Go for it. Go all in. I'll tell you what, if we go all in on some things, it'll really hurt our lives. Yeah. We've done this in the past, haven't we? Who's your Zechariah that'll help you stay in the middle of the Lord's will? Who is that? If you don't have somebody, you need somebody. Because you're at, you're at risk today of doing something crazy. Your own idea. Anyway, that's why we come together. Hebrews 10.25. Not forsaking the assemblings of ourselves together as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another. And so much the more as you see the day approaching, we come together several times a week to worship. We have Sunday school. We divide up when the, uh, by ages. We have different classes. One of the great things about Sunday school is you can ask questions. Amen. Right? I'm not taking questions right now. It doesn't really work that way when you're preaching. But in Sunday school, it's perfect for that. Right? And here's the thing. If you're sick or whatever, you can tune in as well. You can watch us uh, online as well. But we've got to come together. Not just to pray for one another. Not just to help one another and care for one another. But we also have to uh, lead and bear one another's burdens. But sometimes we've got to redirect one another. Amen. And here's the thing. If you're regularly forsaking the assemblings of God together, again, who's that person that's going to help get you in the right directions? Who is it that will lead you out of the, the ways that you're going? We want to do some foolish things. Uh, his father did some foolish things, ha taking an enemy's idols after you defeat him and bowing down to him. That's ridiculous after trusting the Lord. Verse 5, and he sought God in the days of Zechariah who had understanding in the visions of God. And as long as he sought the Lord, God made him to prosper. Uh, so again, uh, God is blessing Uzziah uh, as long as he's seeking him, as long as he's trusting him. And I believe that you and I are the same way uh, that when we seek the Lord, when we trust the Lord, when we walk by faith, uh, when, we, uh, when we get a little on this uh, going off the side of the, the path there, the straight and narrow and someone helps us get back on the Lord blesses that all the time oh I'm not saying we won't have problems I'm not saying this is a health and wealth sermon but what I'm saying is that God will bless us and help us when we seek his will and his word but then what happens Uzziah seeking the Lord he's doing good things if you skip down to verse 15 and he made in Jerusalem engines invented by cunning men uh, to be on the towers and upon the bulwarks to shoot arrows and grain stones withal. And his name spread far abroad, for he was marvelously helped till he was strong. 
So you see verses 6 through 15, we didn't read them. You can read them uh, later today. But King Uzziah was able to do a lot of things for the Lord. He was able to not only repair the walls in Jerusalem, he made them stronger. He built towers. Uh, he defeats the Philistines. He digs wells in the desert. Uh, he raises this group of fighting men. And we just read verse 15. He is the one that basically they invented catapults and things like that. And it says the Lord didn't just help them, but marvelously helped them. And I'm here to tell you, you trust in him and he'll help you in a great way. And as a king, the Lord helped him. But the problem is his name and his fame started to spread everywhere. And it says, till he was strong. Look at verse 16. But when he was strong, his heart was lifted up to his destruction. For he transgressed against the Lord his God and went into the temple of the Lord to burn incense upon the altar of incense. Skip down to verse 19. And Uzziah was wroth and had a censer in his hand to burn incense. They had tried to stop him and said, don't do this. You're not a priest. And while he was wroth with the priest, his leprosy even rose up in his forehead before the priest in his house of the Lord and beside the incense altar. Remember, Uzziah's father fell because he turned to idolatry. And now Uzziah is falling because he's becoming strong in and of himself and starts trusting himself and starts getting prideful and everything else. The Lord blessed him as a king. In a great way, he blessed Uzziah. And the more the Lord blessed him, Uzziah got to this point where he started looking around. And he did what some of us have done or come close to doing. Look around and say, look at what I've done. Look what I've accomplished. Look, look what blessings I've created. Look what great nation I've created. And the worst part is he forgot about God who made it all happen. And when you and I stop, start forgetting about God is the whole reason why we're here. Pride cometh before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. The Bible will not be proven wrong with your and our lives. If we turn to pride, we will fall. And it's a danger. Because you look and God, when he starts to bless our lives, that's a great thing. But what we got to do is we got to turn right back around. And we got to say it's because of God. Amen. If anything, if any good thing, truly godly thing in our life, any good uh, results, any good thing for the kingdom of the Lord that you can see in my life, in your life, it is because of him. And I've said it many times. If you see something, if you hear something, if anything I do is a blessing to you, I'm here to tell you that is God working Amen. in spite of me. The real Mike does not do things correctly. The real Mike uh, wants, he doesn't want to operate by faith. He wants to have everything ready to go. And the real Mike, uh, he, he does not have the grand plans. He's worried about everything failing. But it's those times when I push the real Mike aside and say, you know what, Lord? I don't understand it. I don't have everything that I need. This doesn't make sense. I'm scared. I feel like it's going to fail. But nevertheless, I'm going to trust you. It's in those moments that he marvelously, marvelously helps me. And he'll marvelously help you. Don't listen to the devil's excuses. You just trust God and let him work in your life. And if you start to get that pride welling up, I found the greatest antidote to get rid of pride. You start thanking the Lord. Lord, thank you for where I'm at. 
Lord, thank you for the family you've given me. Lord, thank you for all that you start thanking him and your mind will change. And also the big test I've learned in my life is have I stopped thanking him? That means I've started thanking myself. Amen. He fell to pride. It's a danger for all of us. We can forget what God has done and to bring us here. So King Amaziah starts well and falls to idolatry. King Uzziah starts well and falls to pride. And here's the thing. God had blessed him as a king. Amen. That was his office. But he tried to take something that wasn't him. He tried to be a priest and he lost the throne. Amen. This is what the devil wants. He wants you to. God has blessed us with a whole lot. He's given us jobs. He's given us a calling in our lives, no matter what it is. And the devil wants you to drop that for something more. And what happens is you try to get something more from the devil. You'll lose everything that you've ever had. That's what happened to Uzziah. He lost it all. He was a king. He was a king that was blessed and he lost it because of pride. As long as Uzziah sought the Lord, God made him to prosper. Are you seeking the Lord today? Because as long as you seek the Lord, teaching that Sunday, class, Sunday school class, as long as you seek the Lord, Doing junior church. As long as you seek the Lord and whatever God's called you to do, He'll prosper you too. He'll help you too. He'll bless you too. And I'm here to tell you, there's no better time to serve the Lord than right now. Right? He's worthy of it. And He loves us today. And the best thing about God is you could have forsaken your calling. You could be on the wrong path. You could do every, you could be as far away from where he wants you to be, but yet he still stands here ready and willing to give you mercy and forgiveness and love. Amen. He did not die on the cross to leave us all by ourselves. He did not die for our sins, not just to save us from hell. He did all of that so that we could be with him forever. If he cares about us and wants us to live with him forever and he's gone away to prepare a place for us right now, that's where he's at. And one day he's going to get us. It's not that he doesn't care about us right now. He does. He loves you right now. And he wants you to serve him, trust him. And if you've never given your life to him, the Bible says you're a sinner. Amen. All of sin and come short of the glory of God. And the great thing is Jesus Christ, he knew no sin. He lived a sinless life, but he died for our sins. He was buried and rose on the third day, all according to the scriptures, so that we could call on his name for forgiveness of sin. Do you remember the day? I remember it. Yeah. It's been 31 years ago, and I still remember the living room in Ashley asking Jesus to save my nine-year-old Amen. soul goodness he's still with me amen oh i've forsaken him i failed him i've quit thanking him which is a sin unthankfulness is a sin in the bible and i started thanking myself i've done that from time to time i've tried to put other things in front of i haven't worshiped a statue but i've had idols in my heart take over where the lord belonged 
But he's still there. Amen. And he's still there for you. He wants to heal you. He wants to save you. He wants to show you mercy. If you're a backslider, he wants to forgive you again. And he wants you to pick up the cross where you left it. And he wants you today. And he wants all of you. But you know what I want? I don't want to finish. I don't want to start as a good king and then fall. I want to finish. Amen. Don't you? I want to be like Paul. I've run the race. Not your race, but the race he's given me. I've finished the course. Amen. And henceforth there's laid up for me a crown of righteousness. Yes. And not for me only, but for all those. Yes. Amen. That's the hope we have. I'm going to ask everyone to stand. We'll get a song.